0: So we pick up on the bottom of 55B, uh, that is Nunhei Amabet, starting a new sugya and uh, somewhat unrelated to what we've previously been learning. So Tanya, I'm Rabbi Yoshua, Arba Devarim Haose Otan, uh, there are four things, says Rabbi Yeshua, that uh, if you do them, uh, you are uh, exempt. Uh, human human courts uh, cannot punish you. However, you are liable uh, from heaven uh, because actually you have uh, caused uh, damage to a person. And uh, from heaven, uh, what, you, what you're going to... Uh, heaven really should be punishing you uh, for this. You've got a, a moral obligation to go along and, and uh, pay back uh, and 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 uh, give compensation uh, to the person uh, to whom you damaged. Okay, and and that is it. The question is whether the guy can come along and uh, uh, take it from you, uh, not through a court process. That's uh, some discussion uh, as well. And uh, and that sort of could be that you uh, because you've done such a thing, uh, you'd be not liable uh, to. I mean, not. Um, allowed to be a witness now uh, that could kind of disqualify you. So th- these types of things uh, do have practical uh, ramifications. Uh, but, you know, so that's uh, so that's it. Uh, but from from a court perspective, they cannot force you uh, to court. So what are these four things? Um, uh, it says, uh, and this is why it's uh, connected because we bring it in because this is what we have been discussing. Uh, if you uh, bro- broke down a fence uh, or a wall uh, that, that stood in front of someone else's animal, now the animal escapes uh, and runs free, uh, then you don't have to, you're uh, not, you know, not liable in court, uh, but you be liable uh, from heaven. The animal does escape uh, and, uh, and that's it. So because uh, it was indirect uh, that the animal escaped, uh, you can't be held liable, okay? And, uh, um, and, and, and that's it. Other people explain, the Rambam, uh, for example, explains uh, that uh, if you, uh, the damage the animal does cause, that is also something that you uh, be uh, considered uh, morally uh, liable for uh, in in terms of uh, of 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 this. Alright, so that that is number one. We're going to discuss uh, all of these and exactly why um, you uh, are are not liable in, in you know more directly uh, and only liable from from shemaim. We'll we'll see that in a second, and we're going to also see you know aren't there any other cases as well. All right, so now uh, the, the second case. What happens if you uh, bend over someone else's grain uh, and, and and put it in front of a fire, uh, so it ultimately catches fire and gets destroyed. Uh, uh, that's it as well. That's a second example. So uh Also that. Uh, um, uh, if you hire uh, false witnesses to to go along and testify, and if you know testimony in uh, you know it, uh, with regards to another person, uh, but you don't testify uh, on his behalf. Okay, so, uh, in, in, uh, so 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 those are the four cases. Uh, as we said, we'll examine them. Amamar, uh, the, the master said, So we start with number one. Uh, you break down the fence uh, in front of your person's animal. Exactly what is the situation over here? If it's a proper fence, uh, a, a wall that is uh, was uh, strong and stable uh, in that sense, Bidina Adam, Nami surely you should be liable. Uh, for breaking down the person's fence. Uh, that's that's also not something you should be doing and therefore, if you do it, uh, you should be liable for damages. Uh, so why aren't you? Uh, so therefore, Ella uh, must be Bekotel, raui Roia. So it must be that uh, the wall uh, was, was is rickety, is unstable, and it was about to fall and break in any event. So you, by you coming along, you've actually uh, done. Uh, there's no loss to the owner, in fact, uh, you could have even been uh, helping the owner because the owner himself uh, would have had to, to take it down. In any case, you've actually saved the owner time uh, by taking it down. Uh, so that is why you're not liable from a, a, a human perspective, uh, but because the animal uh, cause damage, uh, then you'd be liable uh, for 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 that, uh, as we said as well. Also, could be um, the, the the animals you know damaging, um, uh, you know. The, the, the damage that the animal uh you know caused uh, as well that was the rambamji right so now um, uh, also if you bend someone else's standing grain in front of a fire have uh, you know exactly what are we talking about uh, if the if the fire uh, could have uh, reached this this grain in any case in a normal wind uh, it says also uh, you know and, and it says so surely you should be uh, liable uh, with that as well because of the fact that, uh, that you know, you, you, it's, it's just another way of causing damage uh, to your friend's grain. So that's how you should do that. So that's why even human law should hold you liable. So it must be uh, that it uh, wouldn't have got there except in a case of a very strong wind so the, in a very strong wind that's kind of abnormal and as a result uh, you wouldn't be liable uh, on, on a, in a general thing but uh, it, from a human perspective uh, and it's only because um, the grain was destroyed uh, because of, of, of your action. Uh, okay, so 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 that uh, uh, that is that is that. Okay, um, so you would have, you would have been uh, exempt uh, normally because it would have been so so uh, uh, hard for the thing to get to, but now you came along uh, and did it. Um, you know, you t- t- uh, liable uh, only due to heaven. All right. So now, uh, Rav Ashi, right? says, "No, uh, what are we talking about? I don't understand the case like that." He says. Uh, tamon what are we talking about? That's only if it, uh, what it means is uh, the person didn't bend the grain towards the fire, uh, but bent it over uh, something else uh, to hide it. As we're going to see uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a few daft time when we discuss fire uh, and uh, the damage that it causes, uh, what we're going to see in that situation is that uh, you don't pay uh, for things that are hidden uh, in a fire. Uh, things that are um, uh, exposed, uh, you pay for, but hidden things in a fire, you don't pay for. Uh, therefore, when you bend over the grain, uh, what does that mean? It means that you're causing indirect damage to this person but by, by because you've covered uh, something else, by bending it over you've covered uh, something inside it and therefore uh, the person uh, would lose uh, what's happening even if the the other person that started the fire has to pay, he does not have to pay uh, for the things that were covered and therefore that's what it says Mishum uh, De you've, Meshavya Tamun Baish you've defined it now as something hidden in the fire uh, so that is uh, Rav Ashi's understanding uh, of, of this case. Right, uh, the third case, Ammamar, uh, um, the the master said, uh, uh, If you come along and you hire uh, false witnesses, exactly what are we talking about over there? Uh, if you came along and you hired them uh, for your own benefits, Mamona by Shlume, right, uh, you want to uh, say, uh, let's say A hires these witnesses to say uh, that B owes him money. And therefore, uh, you know, surely what, uh, and, and, and you manage uh, to get money from B. well surely uh, that's uh, a monetary thing, and you have to pay B back. Uh, that is not a, a case. Um, you know, you have to repay uh, that money that you illegally took. Uh, and therefore, uh, that's a, 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 a monetary case uh, that even in court, uh, from a from human court, you'd be liable for. So what happens is you've hired them. Uh, for the benefit of someone else. Uh, so so that's uh, so really you you uh, um you as person C uh, hire witnesses to say that uh, uh B owes A money. Uh, so so you as person C can't be held uh, responsible uh for that because you're not benefiting uh in 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 that thing. So therefore. Uh, B cannot sue C. Uh, you know, B cannot sue A uh, because A never hired the witnesses and he cannot sue C either because uh, he didn't get any benefits okay so the only thing that you'd be liable for uh, is a heavenly uh, um, uh, issue over here uh, the fourth case if you know testimony in support of someone else uh, and you don't give that over uh, again what are we talking about here Ilema uh, 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 Bevay uh, if it is where it's two people who could testify and the evidence uh, would be accepted uh, and, uh, and, and make the other party pay, Shita, uh, surely that's obvious, and Doritehu, uh, and actually that's a, 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 a sin from the Torah because the verse says in the, in the first verse of chapter 5 in Vayikra, law, uh, If you don't give over the testimony that you know, uh, it says you will bear your sin. Okay, and and that is that. So therefore, that's an obvious uh, case, and uh, and uh, you don't have to to tell me that. That's a, an explicit verse. Ella uh, bechad must be a single witness, so that uh, the single witness might not be enough uh, to make someone else. Uh, fully liable, however, and therefore is not liable uh, from the Torah, uh, but uh, what happens is if a single witness uh, comes and uh, says something, it can require the other person to take an oath uh, based on that and if he does it if he refuses to take an oath uh, the guy would have to go along and pay and therefore uh, as a result he's caused uh, an indirect loss and therefore would be liable uh, according to uh, the laws of heaven okay and, uh, and that's it' so, uh, so that's it. He's, so in other words he's got a, a moral duty to come along and do it and then hopefully uh, you you'll be able to you know if you, if you come and he, 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 he as a single witness uh, he causes uh, the person to to admit to or to swear uh, on something as well uh, and therefore it's a moral thing as opposed to a uh, um, uh, anything that can be held liable during the court. Uh, okay so we've given uh, the four examples and we've, and we've explained um, the uh, the reason and the actual case uh, of each of those examples. So now uh, the Gomorrah says laker. Uh, uh, are there no more uh, examples like that? Now we rattle off a whole lot of examples uh, whereby uh, you you know you'd be exempt uh, from a human perspective but liable uh, to a, um, uh, from a heavenly perspective. And we give a siman, uh, the siman comes along, a sign uh, that comes and says, this is the following five cases uh, of, of what we're gonna be dealing with in a second. say Okay, if one who does something with poison, an agent, to someone else, and is uh, bro uh, your friend, and uh, nishbar is broken okay so uh, these are the five cases and it says mm-hmm. uh, what happens if you uh, go and you um do some form of work uh, with the ma'atat, or at right? the mei khatat, uh was the uh, the water uh, with uh, which uh, you, you take a para eduma, a uh, completely red uh, heifer, and you go along and you burn it, uh, and uh, and thereby creating uh, this, this specific ash, you mix the ash with spring water and uh, and you have what's called mei uh the water of the khatat offering uh, and then you keep that uh, and you sprinkle it upon uh, people who are tamai on the third and the seventh day of their uh, tuma, uh, their tamai mate and you sprinkle it upon them on their third and the seventh day and they become pure. Right, so uh, so that is that and if you do work uh, with that mei khatat uh, and, uh, and and that's a problem. Or um, you you do uh, work with the khatat offering uh, the the parat uh, as well before uh, it is um, uh, been uh, burnt and used uh, and, and, and turned into ashes uh, for this ritual. If you do work with uh, either uh, the mei Khatat or the parat uh the actual uh, ashes, the water, the, the, the mixture uh, of ashes and water. Or else, you do work with a para, uh, with a with a cow uh, before you it actually becomes turned into ashes. In both of those cases. Uh, you have caused a loss uh, and you'd be liable um you know you can't use the, these ashes or the cow anymore uh in it so what you've done you're exempt according to human law because it's uh hezek on nekar. okay we dealt with this a bit in uh as well uh, that's it uh, you know so that, so that's it if you um Oh, done <clears throat> uh, you, you cause a uh, damage that is not uh, evident okay uh, you exempt uh, from from human uh, laws uh, for that however, uh, but from heaven uh, you are liable so that 's example uh, number one vaika uh, and also there 's a second uh, example uh, because actually there's a big loss because we had the case of Dama Ben Natina. Uh, it's a case in Kud, in, in Kedushin where we saw that he had a praduma and uh, he would have sold it. Uh, the rabbis wanted to buy it for any amount of money. So it's a, uh, you've caused a loss uh, to the person whose it was anyway. Um. So what about the following? A some mavet What about the second case? Uh, if you put poison in front of your friend's animal, the animal eats it. And dies uh, then uh, it's not something uh, that uh, you directly did it's, uh, it's what's known as a grammar uh, you've caused indirect uh, damage to this animal so you can't be held liable uh, but uh, the animal ate it itself You didn't tell the animal to eat it uh, but now you the one that caused uh, the animal to die because it's uh, poisonous so it's indirect damage you're liable uh, from heaven uh, for that uh, third case, uh, Also, if you send uh, this flame in, in, in the hand of someone uh, who is mentally incompetent, uh, as we often have uh, the, the these three uh, examples that we give uh, someone who's uh, a deaf mute, a person that is uh, has um, lost his mind uh, and also a young child uh, so in those cases in the and the fire spreads and and, and damages things, uh, if you sent uh, in their hands uh, which you shouldn't have done because they're not uh, um, responsible uh, for what they do. Uh, you exempt according to human laws, but you're liable according to heaven. Okay, that's the third example, the What happens if you scream uh, in someone's ear or you frighten him and he becomes deaf? Uh, As a result of that, it says, Then you are exempt according to human law, uh, but you are liable according to uh, heavenly law. Uh, and uh, the fifth example that we give we had that that case if you if you shout in someone's ear uh, causing him damage uh, that is uh, something that you'd be liable for as well the the, the, the fifth case uh, that we had that early on in Namasekh it's a fifth case now also something that we've uh, seen this was the beginning of the third chapter what happens if your pitcher uh, breaks in the Rishwet and you didn't take, pick up the broken pieces Uh, or your camel uh, falls down and you didn't stand it up again Rebbe Maya says you are liable uh, for damage uh, caused to others, Rebbe Maya, back then we said it was uh, hold someone it says if you you trip uh, you are defined as negligent um, and therefore you'd be liable for damages Uh, the rabbi said no uh, tripping is not uh, negligent, uh, so uh, you know that's it. It's just something that that uh, if you uh, if you trip it's an unavoidable thing. Uh therefore chamimorum that's a chamim, that's a patumidina dam, Adam chaiv pedina shamaim. Uh, so you've uh, you know they're, uh, exempt uh, from from a human perspective. However, if you do cause damage, ultimately you're liable according to uh, the laws of heaven. Okay, so you know we've given uh, in in quick succession. We've given another five examples. We said there are four things. Uh, we started with Rabbi Yeshua. Uh, we said there are four things uh, that you are liable. Uh, uh, only uh, for, uh, for a he- from a heavenly perspective and not from a, a, um, a human perspective. And now we've given another five uh, very quickly. And, uh, you know, so, so why did Rabbi Yeshua uh, limit himself seemingly uh, to those four? Um, so the Gemara answers in surely there are lots more, we agree with you there are lots more that he gives, but here yeah, uh, with these uh, like these four, uh, you need to tell me these four, why uh, what might you have thought you might have thought uh, these cases are, are so um, uh, not necessarily far-fetched, uh, but the, these cases are so limited uh, this person should not be um uh, even uh, from from a heavenly perspective, uh, so Rabbi Yeshua comes along and says, "No, uh, these cases heaven uh, is going to demand uh, its you know compensation for it." Uh, so so now we go back to those four cases and see why you might have even thought uh, you're not liable for uh, from even from heaven. How parades get if if you go along and you breach this fence uh, that stood in front of someone else's animal, uh, and uh, and therefore my my what my of thought. It's going to be removed anyway. Uh, This fence was rickety, as we mentioned. Uh, It was about to fall over. Uh, and uh, it was about to collapse uh, what did this person really do okay uh, you might have thought uh, with heaven you uh, he should also not even be liable no uh, according to the laws of heaven uh, you should be liable for that uh, so too Uh, if you bend over someone's uh, grain uh, you said you're liable according to the laws of heaven Uh, and who says what could you have said Um, a person could say to the the other guy i was just bending over some grain how do i know that this uh, very strong wind uh, would come up and cause the fire to spread Uh, you might have thought even with heaven So you might have thought he wouldn't be liable even according to uh, the laws of heaven and therefore (coughs) teaches us that uh, yes this guy is liable according to laws of heaven (coughs) And according to Ravashi (coughs) we have that second explanation to that Ammonami and you could have said that it was something that was hidden, and gets burnt up. And uh, what could this person have said? Listen, you could have got out of it. saying, <coughs> I covered it for you to actually protect it uh, from the fire. And now, unfortunately, it got burnt up. You know, I was just trying to do my best for you. So you could even... Uh, have uh, that type of uh, thing and say, listen, even from heaven I shouldn't be liable. Uh, No, uh, even uh, here, you you know, you are liable according to the laws of heaven. Uh, You know, Hashem uh, can see through uh, this uh, the subterfuge uh, that you're doing over there all right uh, the third case and if you hire the false witness uh, what could you have said what could your defense uh, be for that you could have said listen maybe I hired these people but uh, you know hiring someone uh, to do something wrong uh, that person should have taken it upon themselves uh, to to say listen uh, I'm not uh, going to uh, listen uh, to that person I'm going to listen to the rabbi uh, literally if uh, you want you want to see the uh, the rabbi speak I talk about Hashem <coughs> and someone else uh, that the Talmud uh, I a human being tells you to do something I'm going to listen to, to Hashem and not listen to man uh, and therefore you should uh, listen to that uh, you might have thought uh, the person could have made that example and said listen I, I you know I'm out of him, but he's you know he's got to uh, realize that what he's doing is me wrong, and therefore I bear no culpability, even heavenly culpability, Kamashlan uh, no uh, even from a heavenly perspective, you are liable uh, to that okay the last case, uh, if you know testimony, uh, it, you know, that, that would help your friend out for anede uh, law, um, and you don 't uh, say it Nami, you might have thought uh, what could he say uh, in his defence me. <coughs> you know, who says if I would have come forward and testified uh, on you know even just given my testimony I'm a single individual uh, the guy would have uh, admitted it duma uh, have a maybe would have sworn falsely uh, okay and uh, even though I made him swear uh, he would have lied uh, and, and and therefore uh you know what's what's the difference you said he would have uh, testified truthfully he might have testified falsely and therefore I should be totally exempt for so uh, these cases I shouldn't be liable even uh, according to Lord Laws of heaven, and therefore Kamashmalan, uh, no, you are liable uh, according to the laws of heaven. Okay, so uh, that is uh, um, uh, that case uh, over there, and um, ultimately, uh, what we what we what we see is that these are four exceptions which you might have thought even uh, Dineshamam wouldn't be uh, liable for. Therefore, it comes along and teaches you uh, that you are uh, liable for uh, you know heavenly. Um, punishment uh, for that uh, and uh, you know and and, and that's it you're liable from heaven uh, for for that behavior all right so now going back to uh, mishnah uh, nifrat savla or uh, shefrut alistem uh, what happens if the fence uh, was was uh, breached at night uh, unit didn't know anything about it uh, or um, you have these listim, these bandits that come along and break the fence, uh, and, uh, and the sheep goes out and causes damage, uh, then uh, the owner is exempt. Amaraba vu rabba. Rabba uh, comes along and qualifies this, and he says, no, uh, when the, the, the fence was, was breached, he's talking about where the animal uh, you know dug under the wall, uh, and, uh, and that's why uh, the wall collapsed okay it's not just a a, a, a random action the wall collapsed and the sheep escaped no uh, the sheep was was tunneling under it and that's why the wall collapsed uh, and that's why the owner is uh, exempt uh, for 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 damage uh, that it causes um uh, the gomorrah asks about that Uh, about that the gomorrah asks aval um the animal didn't tunnel under the wall uh, would the owner be liable exactly why would, would the, an animal like a sheep be digging under walls surely that's a, a a strange kind of thing to do if you say this this pen had a, a stable wall on the outside uh, you know if the animal didn't tunnel why would the owner be liable you know what could the person do uh, as a result of uh, of the surely that's a totally unavoidable thing roya it must be uh, that it had uh, this unstable wall, he uh, Therefore, uh, you know, if the animal tunneled under the wall uh, and knocked it over, uh, you know, why is he exempt? It's uh, a Really, what happens is, uh, you know, that the person was negligent initially, uh, and, uh, and and therefore uh, his beginning was in it was was negligent, in the end. Uh, was Ones was and then the end was uh, an unavoidable accident ok uh, we had this a little bit earlier on in our Masechet as well uh, where we where we dealt with this and then it, it was a Magloket back then which uh, we repeat now uh, what happens if you start off something uh, and uh, you do something negligently however uh, ultimately the damage that is caused is not due to the negligence in other words it's, it's caused due to an Ones is uh, but ultimately you were negligent in the first instance uh, and you could have caused the damage that way. Ultimately it didn't happen that way, uh, but you could have done it. So that's it according to the person who says a uh, person to the said, uh, that, that says uh, that even though uh, you were negligent to start off with, uh, ultimately when the damage caused, it didn't, cause, didn't happen as a result of your negligence. Uh, it happened uh, some other way. Uh, you are exempt. So this works out well. According to that person, so even though you put in a uh, in front of a rickety fence, what happens is the 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 sheep uh, dug under the fence, uh, which is something that was unexpected, uh, and therefore you'd be exempt. However, uh, according to the opinion, but according to the one that says uh, when you start off with something negligence, and then um, uh, even though it doesn't happen as a direct result of your negligence uh, even though it was seemingly uh, something under control uh, ultimately but still you started off uh, with negligence and, uh, and 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 therefore uh, you are liable so what could you say uh, about that, surely the person should be uh, liable. Uh, therefore, Ela, maniten so we kind of reinterpret our Mishnah and we say, no, uh, must be again, uh, the, the case of the Mishnah is talking about a wall uh, that is strong, uh, that is sturdy. Uh, it says, and, uh, and, uh, and even if the animal uh, didn't tunnel under the wall, uh, the owner is exempt because he did everything that he could uh, to protect uh, this wall. Uh, it says, um, uh, you know, And when, uh, what Rava says, uh, when the animal dug underneath, Um, uh, the rule that was uh, based on the next part. Of the Mishnah, what is that? Haneig b'chama, b'chama. Sorry, you leave the animal uh, in the in the boiling hot sun. Uh, so the animal goes mad uh, from being in the sun. It's in such incredible discomfort by being left in the boiling sun uh, that it does crazy things. Or shemashra of a katan, or else you gave it over to a mentally incompetent person. Uh, you know, a, a person that's that's a deaf mute, uh, or someone not of sound mind, or a katan. In all of those cases and it left and caused damage <coughs> you are liable uh, for that and Rabbah says uh, even if it went ahead and dug underneath the, uh, the pen uh, over here and we say uh, so ultimately you know, it, it's not necessary for the Mishnah to come along and say with animal uh, didn 't uh, turn its way out obviously um, clearly the owner is negligent because he left the animal out uh, in the sun uh, even if the animal did something uh, like digging under the wall, which is a very strange thing uh, for a sheep to do uh, what might what what do you think have uh, you might have thought uh, that uh, um uh, it's you know uh it's uh it, it, it's something that started off with the owner behaving uh in a negligent way um, uh, and but ultimately uh, it happened uh, in, in a way that couldn't have been expected by digging under the owner left him in the sun uh, but then ultimately uh it's um uh, it it dug under, uh, so it was honest. Kamashmalan, uh, the Kula No, basically, we're saying is that uh, uh, it's the whole thing was caused due to negligence because of the fact uh, that uh, the. Um, uh, the owner should never have done that in the first place so the whole thing is really considered negligence it says ma, ma, uh, what is the reason for that uh, it says uh, because your person could say listen yada, uh, de shavka you know you should have known if we left the, the sheep in the sun uh, call uh, uh, Tat uh, it lay uh, uh, the sheep would have done anything uh, that it could uh, to uh, escape and therefore I'll ultimately. you are liable uh, for the damage uh, that you caused alright, the next uh, quote from the Mishnah uh, to Listim uh, it says if these bandits came in and took the sheep out uh, the bandits are liable the Mishnah uh, surely that is obvious uh, it saysvan uh, surely that is the the standard case if uh, you know it, it, it should be it belongs to them uh, for all purposes uh, and therefore it becomes theirs by stealing it it becomes theirs uh, and it must be uh, you know, once they 've dragged it towards themselves they 've done. Um, uh, <coughs> uh Masira. they've uh, pulled it towards themselves uh, then th- it becomes theirs 100 uh, percent the gomorrah says lord Shrika, uh, Kamalei no uh, they didn't actually touch the animal they really just stood in front of the animal uh, and kind of uh, made it uh, you know almost like encouraged it or to, to leave it but they didn't uh, take it out uh, directly they never pulled it towards him so they've actually never acquired it <coughs> Now, I'm a rab, that's what rabba says, that Rav matana says in the name of rabba I'll come uh, out If you stand someone else's animal uh, near someone else's grain, um, then an the animal eats the grain, uh, he is liable. Uh, it says, ma uh, B'shita. surely that uh, if you stand the animal there, means you dragged it there, uh, that's obvious. Lord sukha to come, lay pack. No, what it really means is that you kind of uh, stood in front of it so the animal. Uh, you know, realised that it, it shouldn't be going directly into you, and it kind of moved over, and then uh, ultimately uh, it, it saw uh, the grain and then ate the grain. Okay, so you stood in front of the animal, just encouraged it to to go uh, in a, a certain uh, way. All right, so um, that's it. So, uh, so seemingly. Uh, it, you know, and then if it goes along and eats it, um, uh, that you know, then it would be uh, liable uh, for that. Okay, so uh, so that uh, you'd be liable for that. So now, Amalei so a bias Rav Yosef to Rav Yosef, Husha, Amatalan Listim Nami uh, Husha. You explained says to Rav Yosef. You told us when you explained Rav Matana in the name of Rav, that's where you hit it uh, with a stick. Okay, what happens is that Rav Yosef. Uh, lost his, his uh, um, uh, got very sick and he forgot all his learning and a buy often comes along <coughs> and reminds. Uh, Rav Yosef, uh, what he said, he said, listen, I remember you told us when you were explaining this case, uh, it's talking about where a person hits an animal uh, with a stick, so to here, uh, where a person, these bandits, uh, hit it uh, with a stick, they didn't uh, pull it directly towards them, uh, but they just hit it with a stick, and uh, and didn't actually physically uh, lead it. right, and... um, and that is that. Okay, so often a buyer uh, does remind Rav Yosef uh, when he became sick. All right, uh, so, uh, so, so that is that. Even though they didn't take it physically, um, they, they hit it and that is what they found as acquiring it. Right, now, Masirat uh, Leroy, it says if the Mishnah says if the owner gave over an animal to a shepherd uh, and the shepherd uh, started looking after it and Niknas uh, the shepherd becomes responsible uh, for all damages. Amri man, uh, it says whose place is he under? Ilema the Bahema, if the shepherd takes the place of the owner of the animal. Tanya uh, we already learnt this uh, back in a Mishnah, uh, you know, some uh, uh, twelve days ago now, uh, back in a Mishnah in Da forty four, uh if you give it over to any of uh, the four Shomrim, uh, someone that is paid, someone that's unpaid, a borrower, a lender, a renter, uh, in, in those cases. Uh, if you give them over uh, to that all of them uh, take the place of the owner. Why do we seemingly need to repeat it now Now, our uh, Ella, uh, so what happens is to <coughs> means um, uh, the, the the owner is a he gave it over to B and B gives it over uh, to C so when B gives it over to C uh, C stands in the place of a as well all right uh, so now the Gemara says <coughs> uh, it's seemingly nah, that seemingly now that person B uh, gives himself because he turned it over to to person C uh, exempts him from all uh, responsibility uh, it says uh, Surely that is uh, totally a knockout to ravat. Amarava, Shuma, uh, Shuma, Shuma, Rava says, listen, uh, a person uh, that is tied to God, something, he gives it over to another God, so if B gives it over to C, he remains liable uh, for that, and uh, Yeah, because maybe uh, the person A doesn't trust, um, only trusts B, that's why he gave it over to B. Uh, but he doesn't trust C uh, or anyone else. That's why Dafqa he gave it to B. Uh, so Amalak Rava, could say, um, Ma Nasrallah Roi. Uh, what does he mean he gives it over to a shepherd? It uh, means that the uh, Labazilai. So he gives it over to the Labazilai, uh, to the shepherd's uh, assistant uh, and uh, apprentice. Okay, and, uh, and that's it. So it does mean that he gave it over to someone else. It means he gives it over to a shepherd, and the shepherd's got people who help him out. Uh, so once you give it over to the shepherd, uh, the shepherd cannot claim, uh, or the owner cannot claim, uh, that he didn't trust uh, the shepherd, because he knows the shepherd uh doesn't necessarily look after this whole time he gives it over to uh, summon his assistant uh, to look after and that's not a violation of uh, the terms of the uh, agreement that, that, that you give given. So that's not against Java. Ikad uh, Amre, um, there's another version uh, of this. Masra uh, when it says that you give it over uh, to a shepherd and it says, doesn't say in more general terms um, uh, that uh, you give it over to someone else. Okay, Ma Masra he gives it over to a ship Dafka. It must mean that the ship it gives it over uh, to a uh, someone else uh, his apprentice uh, his uh, assistant uh, to look uh, after it. Uh, it means Dafka that he gives it over to his apprentice um, and uh, not uh, to someone else. Okay, uh, and uh, and and that's it. Messiah Lay Rava. Does this support the opinion of Rava? Uh, it says Rava because Rava says Shomay uh, Shomashadu Rava says that uh, someone who gives over uh, um, a deposit to someone else, a person that was watching it, gives it over to another one. Uh, he is Khav. Uh, surely that's. Uh, does that support what Driver says? Lo, deuma orche, deuma katani. No, really what it means, specifically a shepherd uh, giving it over to his assistant, uh, it means that's the way it normally happens. But maybe uh, if the shepherd uh, would give it over to someone else, uh, that, that would, um, you know, he'd be um, uh, still liable as well. And therefore, not necessarily, it doesn't support Drava necessarily. All right, um, and, uh, and, and that uh, is actually... Not a, a, a bad place uh, to stop, uh, you know, even though it's a little bit before the end of the daf. Uh, but uh, you know, the next sugya uh, gets us into something very famous uh, called the Pruta, uh, the Rav Yosef, uh, why a person uh, who is uh, watching a lost object, uh, what is his uh, status, uh, what does he have to be doing uh, with it, etc. But so we'll leave it uh, over there and pick up up that tomorrow. Everyone should have a great day.